0: good morning everybody it is so good to have you with me on this morning i realize it's been a while now since i've done uh, uploaded a podcast uh, i'm so glad to be back this morning i'm actually going to revisit a topic that has greatly impacted me and i pray that it blesses you as well i also want to wish everyone who is listening a happy 2021 we have entered into a new calendar year and so we thank god for for that and I pray God's very best for you on this new year. But we're gonna go ahead and get started. So if you have your coffee, your tea then let's go. In the book of Judges chapter 13, I'm going to read for you verses 1 through 5. This is what it says. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son now, therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing; for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines, and so Uh, this angel uh, appears unto the Wife of Manoah, who previously was barren. But the angel of the Lord appeared unto her and told her what was going to happen and gave her parameters for what was going to happen. Now, there's a certain way that you behave and carry yourself when you have an expectation. An example of that in our text is when you have a mother who's expecting a child. There are certain preparations she makes. She begins to set things in order, arrange or rearrange things. She begins to shift her priorities. Uh, if she's responsible, she won't wait, right, until the child is here to prepare, lest the joy of the blessing be impeded by the fact that she was not ready for it, right? So we speak a lot about promises themselves, blessings themselves, miracles themselves, prophecies themselves, but I just want to reiterate something that I say often that promises are for prepared people. And I want to ask you and I want you to ask yourself this morning, am I fertile or futile ground? Am I fertile or am I futile, right? Am I good ground? And so when I started looking at steps regarding agriculture and farming, From several sources, one of the first things almost on every list was the assessment of the soil. The soil must be prepped. And I read that healthy soil is the first step to a successful harvest, right? You can have good seeds in bad soil and still end up with a failed harvest. And so in order for the word of God to penetrate, to germinate, to vegetate and pollinate, it must have good ground. Don't ever underestimate the power of fertile ground and not futile, useless ground, right? So, not much rain falls from Passover to Sukkot in the east. It is, It is for the most part, dry and arid, and that's the reason why there's so much jubilation, uh, because... God has sustained his people, made ways, provided while they were between planting and harvesting seasons. And so that's why it was always good and imperative to have a successful harvest because it would set up the tone for the remaining in-between times, right? So um, that's uh, the season that we have already come out of. So the harvest could be successful or a failure depending on the condition of the ground. And so the former rains or the Yara rains, which begin as the fall feasts, like I said, that we have come out of a few months now, They close, it serves to soften the ground. And so the latter rains that happen during the spring feasts are the mawkish rains, the growth rains, or the reaping rains. They're much harder rains, so it was a torrential downpour. You know how we like to say... Uh, that April showers bring May flowers. Well, it was usually such a strong and soaking rain that it would have caused flooding and devastation had it not been for the ground softening of the former or the yarra rains. In other words, a heavy downpour would not benefit ground that was not ready. Did y'all hear what I said? And so, It was powerful to me to discover that the same definition, the exact same definition for former in the phrase, former reign also meant teacher or instructions wow, (laughs) to inform or direct. We have indeed experienced a time of instruction and preparation. So it was a season for the rain of instructions or the teaching rains. And so I just want to tell you that as the spring rains come in, in a couple of months, it will be into the uh, soaking rains for prepared ground. Tell yourself this morning, abundance and overflow. So Deuteronomy 32 and 2 in the NIV says, Let my teachings fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. We have to manage the dew to be prepared for the outpour. We want the growth and to reap a harvest without instructions. And so I was reading this scripture the other day and came across this story. And now, you know, I've I've read the Bible from cover to cover, but we often forget little things throughout. And I I never really paid much attention to this particular part of the story because these were the parents for the one we know as Samson. These were Samson's parents. And so oftentimes we go straight to the main characters of the story and we miss all the other keys and all the other players and what I sometimes like to call hidden figures. So before we had strong man Samson, before we had thirst trap Delilah, we had his mother who had received a word that she was going to carry a deliverer. Now, as a result of what she was going to carry, God gave her instructions. Don't miss that. Based on what she was going to carry, God gave her instructions. How many of you know that God will give you instructions based on what you are going to carry? And I want you to notice here her response. I can only imagine the jubilation, the excitement, the sense of awe, the anticipation that surely she experienced. God told her, as a result of, uh, as a result of what I'm about to do in your life, there are certain things you cannot eat. There are certain things you cannot do. He said, don't take in any wine or strong drink. Don't eat any unclean things. He also said, when you have this child, don't put a razor to his head for he will be a Nazarite from your womb and he will deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. I want to share my first point with you this morning. Are you ready for it? My first point is this. Your destiny has a diet. (laughs) I want you to ponder and chew on that for a minute. What you take in matters. I want you to know that what you consume matters. If I am an athlete and I'm not training for some form of athletic competition, my diet is going to be different than someone who is not. My diet is commiserate with what I'm trying to accomplish, right? So others may be able to take certain liberties with what they can take in than you can. Instead of being mad about it, my brothers and my sisters make peace with the fact that your road may be different your path is not the same That some requirements are specific to your assignment. Don't spend more time worrying about what, you know, is on somebody else's plate. Fill yourself with the word. Fill yourself with prayer. Fill yourself with the love of God. And instead of walking around with your head down, feeling left out and deprived, get excited about the fact that your destiny has a diet. Right? I want you to remember that. I want to share my second point with you. The angel of the Lord said, Don't put a razor to his head. And I, I just need to tell you that not only does your destiny have a diet, but your destiny has a discipline. Sometimes promises come through parameters. We want the promises, but not the per- parameters. We all know what happened when Samson decided to forego the instruction that was over his life. He experienced a draining of strength, and yet the power was not in his hair, it was in his obedience. It wasn't that God had not been faithful it was because Samson was out of alignment with the instructions that God gave now there are some things that God does unilaterally what does that mean it simply means from him to you with no requirement on your part but there are some things he does bilaterally as in this is what I'm going to do and this is how you qualify this is my part and here is your part and I want to pause for clarity right here and say that I'm not talking about about salvation we have no good works to bring him it is the gift of God not of you know not of works lest any man boast so let's be very clear that I'm not talking about salvation I am however referring to specific things that god speaks and promises to us in our individual and sometimes corporate lives right god uh you know I, we've experienced a time like that and i have shared this openly so i know my husband would not mind me sharing that again but several years ago this has been several years at this point and we had gone through an extremely tough time financially some things um, somewhere our fault and some parts of it were not and i Begin to pray and to seek the Lord on what to do because our home was going was going to go into foreclosure right and so I had to pray you know for instructions on what to do and 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 he gave me what to do but it involved um, some sacrifice on our part it involved um, some giving up of some some pleasures and some extras and 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 I we didn't have enough to bring ourselves out of the situation but because we did what he told us to do he turned around and gave us a miracle. I promise you, he turned that thing all round, all the way around in our favor, but we had to follow instructions, right? So, I just want to tell you this morning, the next wave of blessing and favor is going to hinge on your ability to take instructions. Ask yourself, am I fertile ground or am I futile? ground, right? Can I be trusted with what God is wanting to sow into my life, right? And so notice that uh, Manoah's wife, she did not question the instruction. She did not wonder why. She did not give excuses and rebuttals. Notice she never said, but you ain't tell other people what to do and not to do. Why do I have to do certain things and other people don't? Why are my requirements thus and so, right? But the Bible says in verse six, she came and told her husband, look, and enthusiastically this man of God came to me and his countenance was like that of an angel. She said, I didn't ask if you continue on in that passage after where I read, she said, I didn't ask where he was from I and he didn't tell me his name, but this is what he said to me. And she began to rehearse to her husband, everything that was said, right? She repeated the promises as well as the instructions, right? So she was just as excited about the instruction as she was about the miracle. And notice that after she told the story to her husband, the husband then entreated the Lord and said, let the man who came come again and teach us. That's the word he used. Teach us how to handle this thing that you're about to bless us with, right? May that all be our posture as we go into 2021, that we will be teachable ground. We will be good ground. We will be open ground that is open to instruction, that we will not go into it thinking we know everything, right? And so the last point that I want to share with you is this. Not only does your destiny have a diet. Not only does it have a discipline, but it also has a direction. It has a point. It has a focus. It has a reason. In other words, it is leading somewhere. He said, these are the parameters I gave you because you will carry a deliverer, right? It is because what you are carrying has a purpose, that I'm giving you instruction, that I'm giving you in parameters. So in other words, I didn't just give you instructions instructions just to make your life hard, right? But because there's something in you that is going to help somebody else. What God is going to do in your life is going to bring glory to His name and draw others to Him. May we all have a spirit like Samson's parents, that it doesn't matter what it costs me. I want what you have for my life more than I want to be like somebody else. Some things the majority can do that you can't do. You may as well go ahead, get used to it. Stop being mad. Stop being disgruntled, right? And and stop being ground that keeps failing to produce year after year, right? So I have uh, something else that got me. The angel of the Lord came back at Manoah's request and, and there was continued and reinforced dialogue, sacrifices, etc. But in verse 13, It says, of all that I said to the woman, let her beware. This is what the angel of the Lord said, of all that I said to the woman, of all the instructions I gave, of all the list of things that I told her not to do, let her beware. That word is the Hebrew word shamar, which means to guard. I want her to guard what I told her. It is imperative that you guard the word you have received. Can I tell you what Jesus said in Matthew 13? Uh, One day when they was all out just chilling by the seaside, when the multitude began to Jesus began a parable. He said, behold, that implication is to pay close attention to what I'm about to say, right? He said, watch this. And he highlights four different types of soils, but we only need one for the message this morning. The very first where he says, some fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. The phrase wayside basically means parts that are uncultivated and neglected that have not had attention paid to them. Don't forget that. So the fowls came fowls came, thieves, robbers, opportunists and they came and took it now I'm not sure how many of us will be honest but how many of you have lost some seeds to something foul (laughs) it was supposed to produce but nothing happened it was supposed to happen but I but it didn't and I blame everything but the ground I blame everybody but and everything except my ability to take instructions right we do that often let's come on and keep it real this morning but he goes on to explain to his disciples these are they who Hear the word of God and understand that means to put together to comprehend uh, it not. Then, cometh the wicked one, catcheth away or snatcheth that which was sown in his heart. The truth is, he likely understood not because uh, uh, he understood not because uh, he didn't care to, right? It fell by the wayside, the neglected ground, the wayside because the attitude was whatever. But when you are good ground, when you are fertile and not futile ground, like Manoah and his wife, you ask for understanding. Tell us again what we're supposed to do. Repeat it. I want to hear it again. Instruct me. Lead me. Guide me. Right? So this morning, I want to be, and I want you to be, the right uh, kind of ground, fertile ground. I'm tired of losing out on what God wants to do in my life because of mismanagement, because of neglect, because of lack of preparation. I want to be fertile ground that Jesus went on to speak of in verse 23. He that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understands it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some 30 fold. So going into this new year and this uh, new calendar year, this new time and this new season, I want to be fertile ground. I don't want uh, to be a futile ground and experience more crop failures and more promises that don't come to pass and many other things that the Almighty has said that He can and will do in my life. But because I won't cooperate, I won't follow instruction because I'm mad That he's telling me to do something that he's not telling somebody else. I don't want to live my life like that anymore, right? But I want to be good ground and bring forth a good harvest. What kind of ground are you this morning? Are you fertile or are you futile? Ask yourself that question this morning. I'm so glad you decided to join me. We are at 18, almost 19 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and end it here. But I pray that you be blessed of the Lord. I pray this gave you something to chew on. And uh, that it would, uh, no pun intended, bring forth fruit and a harvest in your life. Thank you so much for joining me. You have a wonderful day. Peace.